Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Saturday, live from the office, Living Light Outdoors. Hope that the audio quality is a little better than from the truck headset. <laughs> uh, man, just wanted to jump in here this afternoon and share something with you. I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. Instead of just kind of preaching a little soundbite message to you, I really want to bring a story. Uh, so we can call this story time with Buster this afternoon. Uh, but I want to share this story with you because I, I, I've got a couple of these that I want to do at some point. I, I really enjoy reading uh, from a writer named Rick Joyner. Uh, it's Morningstar Ministries that he has. Uh, I think he's out in the Carolinas somewhere. But uh, he, he's written some incredibly powerful books. Boy, I don't know how else to describe those. Many of his books and many of his writings really speak deeply to me. And, and, and this is one of them. And, I, and so I want to share just some excerpts from his book, from his writing. Uh, this will be from actual multiple of his books. But things that have really struck me as I've read through these, he, he writes in a visionary style way, not, not necessarily a prophetic way, but, but visionary. So in other words, he, he's, he's seeing these things unfold and he's seeing these stories as he writes them. And so that's how I want to bring this to you. I, I want you to just kind of, Kind of when you listen to this, just kick back, take some time, and, and let me read you this story and let it settle into your spirit and see if it doesn't speak to you the way it does to me. Amen. So this is uh, this one's going to title The Wilderness. And again, this is by Rick Joyner and it excerpts from his writing, learning that we can all be as close to God as we want to be. It was in the wilderness that God's first dwelling place among men was built. It is in the wilderness that we are made into his dwelling place. Where he is, heaven is. So building him a place to dwell within us can in turn any wilderness into, into a part of heaven. So the worst place on earth will be heaven if he is there. This is our ultimate purpose to bring heaven to earth. And we do this by building him a place everywhere we go. The question might be asked, is this why Israel carried the ark of God with them in the battle? I think it was their intent. When they followed the ark, going where the Lord was leading them, they always found victory. But when they tried to take the ark where they wanted to go, the results were not very good. We must learn that the temple exists for the Lord, not the other way around. We are here to follow him not just take him with us. We are told that Christ will always lead us in his triumph, but that is the key, to let him lead us rather than us trying to lead him to where we want to go. Just as we must be intentional about getting closer to the Lord and accomplishing our purpose for him and in him, we must be intentional about getting to know one another and serving our purpose with each other. None of us are here by accident. We are called to be built together into the temple of the Lord. This is what we were made for, and we can never be fully fulfilled or truly fulfilled until this is complete. The process can be hard, but it can also be one of the most interesting and exciting things in our life. The first thing God said that was not good about his creation was that man was alone. Loneliness is not good for any human being. We should consider that God said this when man had daily fellowship with him. Fellowship with God is essential for men and our most basic need, but God also obviously made man 
to need more than just fellowship with him. His first provision for loneliness was family. After that, the greatest provision in our relationships to one another as members of his body. Every day is different on this path through this wilderness. You can't fall into a routine and become an automation here. You have to be alive and engaged. We were created for adventure. Life is meant to be an adventure, and this is the greatest of all adventures. If we are on the right path, we will always be beyond our own wisdom and abilities. That keeps us seeking the Lord, depending on Him, and staying close to Him. You will never feel adequate if you are in the place He has set you because you will never be adequate within yourself. Do not think that what we are seeing on the news is a reflection of real life. No, only the most extreme or exceptional events or people make the news. What makes the news is but a small part of what is happening in a day. The news can be helpful in keeping us informed about major issues and events, but it is not the reality most people are experiencing. Likewise, the events and people that make it into Christian publications and Christian television are like the news in many ways. They may be the exceptional, but they are just a tiny fraction of all that is going on in Christianity. Christian publications and programs focus on the great churches, great missionaries, great missions, great artists, musicians, but altogether, I think these are less than 1% of the true work of the kingdom. The majority of churches do not stand out like that. Yet, they are doing the majority of the work of the kingdom by being faithful in their daily walk with God, witnessing, teaching, praying, counseling, and seeking to build others up and help them find their way to the kingdom. Whereas less than 2% come to know the Lord through crusades, Christian television, or evangelistic campaigns, then where do the majority of believers come from? Through the witness of a friend or relative. So where is the real work of the kingdom going on? With the great ministries and campaigns or with the faithful believers who are daily being faithful? If we are going to perceive truth and walk in it, we must keep in mind we only see in part and know one part. Stay correctable and you'll stay on the path. We cannot start thinking of ourselves as better than others or we will fail. If we have been given more grace, it is still more grace. He gives His grace to the humble and resists the proud. We can quickly go from God's grace to God's resistance if we go that way of becoming proud. The church drifted from its course for most of the church age. This began when God's people started worshiping the temple of the Lord more than the Lord of the temple. Some started worshiping individual truths more than the truth himself. All of this led to a great shipwreck from which we are still recovering. Regardless of what kind of church we are part of, we will suffer shipwreck if we start esteeming our group, our church, or anything else as more important than the others who are different from us. Remember the discussion about how most news stories are not normal life, but rather the exception. We are now living in the exception. You are making the news every day in heaven. This is the path of the high calling of God in Christ. Even so, we cannot think of ourselves as better or more important than others, but as servants of those who may not have had our experience. If we don't do this, we too will stumble and drift from our course. We are being prepared to go back and get many others and bring them to this path. We will not be able to do this if they sense any arrogance in us at all.
We are just in the beginning of a great harvest, the greatest there's ever been. However, the fastest way for us to depart from the highway that is being built to prepare the way of the Lord is to become proud of the grace that we've been given. No person is capable of doing what they're called to do without God's help. That is why we are given the helper. Feeling constantly inadequate makes you learn and to lean on and trust in the Lord and to constantly seek Him. Being a leader is a burden, but don't misunderstand me. I know it is the greatest honor and privilege a person can have is to be a leader of God's people. I'm very thankful for this opportunity, and at the same time, I don't think I'm very good at it. Nothing else on earth can ever satisfy you like being in the manifest presence of the Lord, because we are created to have fellowship with God. This is the deepest yearning of the human heart, and nothing else can ever compare to it. The anointing has been described as the weight that comes from His glory. The Word says that all things are held together by Him. Weight is gravity, and gravity is what holds all things together. There is a weight to glory, and the more glory you experience, the more weight your words will have. As you will see, this one moment in His presence will make all the battles of this wilderness worth it many times over. It will compel you to keep going through the many battles in the future. Even so, you are called to do more than just battle. You will not only see His glory, but you are called to dwell in His presence and to manifest His glory in the earth. You are called to carry the glory of the Lord just as the priests carry the ark of His presence. It is your calling to carry the glory of the Lord in this time of great darkness. Regardless of how dark it gets, we know that the glory will prevail. It is written, the nations will come to the brightness of your rising. Elizabeth Barrett Browning once wrote that the earth is crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around it and pluck berries. We are here to have our eyes opened and to see. You will see his glory and know his manifest presence, but his glory is all around us now. And He is with us now. We are not here to look for Him, but to look at Him. He is not in the creation as He is its creator. But creation reveals Him, and we can see Him and everything when we learn to see. John Amos Cornelius said that nature is God's second book. This may be true, but He has other books too. Seeing Him is more than seeing Him in creation. It is seeing Him and every experience. It is also seeing Him in one another. Everyone here is a letter from God to the rest of us. That is why our goal is not to just hear the words of the Lord, but to hear the Word Himself as He speaks to us through whomever, whatever He chooses. Jesus is the Word. He is the communication of God to His creation If we are sensitive enough, we would know that there is a communication between all living things. As we come to abide in Him, we will start to know this communication. Most important that hearing this creation is hearing the Creator speaking to us. He said in John 10, But His sheep hear His voice, and they follow Him because they hear His voice. Our purpose is to see Him, hear Him, and feel Him. Great lovers can feel the presence of their loved one, when they come close, regardless of whether they can see or hear them. Love is spiritual gravity too. It is a force greater than gravity because God is love.
Love between human beings can be magnificent, but there is no greater love than God's love and loving God in return. This is why there is no person on earth more attractive or compelling than the one who is getting closer to God. Jesus is the true desire of every human heart. When he is lifted up, all men are drawn to him. For too long we have tried to lift up the things of God rather than the God of all things. We have at times lifted up truths about him above him. Those are coming who will lift him up and they will carry his glory so that he is seen. You could be the ones. The most common question the people have is about their purpose in life. The answer is that we are here to see him, know him, love him, become like him, and to reveal him. If we do this, we will fulfill the greatest purpose one can have on the earth. If we do this, we will be the most successful human being to ever walk the earth. Those who do this well will be celebrated by the whole earth because they will have the power to help restore the urge to what it was created for. This is why it says the creation groans and travails waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. He is the truth. He is the most noble cause. We are not doing this just for ideals, but we are being prepared to serve the king who defines all truth, nobility, and all that is good. There is none more deserving of our devotion and our sacrifice. There is no greater cause than his, and there is no greater adventure than the path you are all on. And we have just begun. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that. What a powerful writing. I mean, there's so much packed into that. I could, I could unpack it for hours. I won't do that to you. <laughs> um, I want you to listen to this. Maybe listen to it time and time again. Maybe jot some notes down as you listen to it. I've, I've heard some others talk about doing just that as I speak. There is a lot of stuff packed into this. Let God open your eyes to see what he wants you to see in the midst of this. I know it's maybe a little different than things I normally do. And, and I think what I'm going to do is next Saturday, I'm going to do another version called The Valley that'll be similar to this. And, and we'll just see how this goes. Um, there's more. <laughs> there's so much more. And we have just begun. This is our time, guys. This is our time to shine the light. We are living in the darkest portion of the earth we've ever been in our, in our entire lives. It's never been this dark. We've never seen this amount of chaos around us. We've never seen people try to dismantle truth like we see today. They can't dismantle his truth. We might be able to Google truth anymore. You might not be able to find it anywhere on the Internet or anywhere else you can see it. But there is one source of truth that no one will ever be able to take away from us. And that is God himself and his word. It is truth, it is power, it is life-altering, it is life-changing, and it will set the captive free. Amen. May God bless you guys today. I hope you're enjoying your Saturday and your weekend. We'll bring a message to you first thing in the morning, then I'll be off to preach again at the local church. So if you're in the Perkins, Oklahoma area, come join us at Cimarron Worship Center. 1045 worship will start. Uh, I've got a message prepared. <laughs> We're ready. Amen. Uh, just pray that, uh, that that God has his move in the spirit, that the lives are changed and that people are moved towards him in everything that we do and say. Amen. God bless you. We love you. If you want to support our ministry, we would love to have you on board with that, partnering with us. 
You can find all the giving links on our Facebook page on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Simple give, PayPal, send us a check, whatever you want to do is fine. We got a way you can support us. Amen. You can support us right here on this podcast. You can click that link and do so and just support us on a monthly basis right here. We love you. God bless you. Praying for you. Pray that you're praying for us as well. Amen. We'll talk to you again real soon.